Welcome to this week's episode of Tech Talk Live. This is your host, Michael Amagon, speaking. And today we're going to be talking about, well, a bunch of different topics that have happened over the past week in technology. So, thanks for following Beth Fergs. I should probably move that from right over my forehead, shouldn't I? Okay. So, here's what's going to be happening. Uh, we're going to start off half man half amazing thanks for following uh we are going to start off with facebook now those of you who are watching on facebook and those of you who are watching on twitch if you want to join inside the conversation at any point feel free to if you're on twitch post inside the live chat and if you're on facebook post under well post as a comment and it'll show up and you know i'll answer or react or whatever it is so first thing about Facebook is that they have added a new celebration thing that's happening uh, mainly for birthdays so when it's your birthday get this it gives you the option to choose a nonprofit to receive donations to for your birthday thanks for following Tony Jen uh, along with getting a new video option for getting creative because those are oh so creative so what's really happening is that the donation feature allows you to donate to any one of these 75,000 nonprofits that uh, people can support. Now, when a nonprofit is selected, friends will receive a notification with the option to donate to the birthday campaign. Now, as for the video, it's sorry, not 75,000, 700 150,000 nonprofit organizations. That is my error. Um, keep in mind, though, that that's only launching in the United States. So, all of us who are elsewhere in the world, you know, yeah, that's not going anywhere. Thanks for, for following Roblox Boy64. Um, and of course, the video option. That's pretty much in line with everything from the like friendiversaries to like the one year on Facebook and this that and the next. So it's nothing all that new. Uh, it's just kind of birthday themed. So it's kind of meh. The next thing that's up is that Facebook is going to demote video clickbait posts to improve your feeds. So what this pretty much means is that those videos, well those videos that are actually either a video that's just a picture then that's getting demoted and those pictures that look like videos and you click on it and sometimes they take you to a, a website that you probably shouldn't be going to well those are also going to get demoted as well so thanks Bradford City 13 for following now you don't have to worry so much about these things anymore Next up on the list is that Facebook. good. <laughs> Please correct me if I said that wrong. Edge good. But thank you for following. Um, Facebook is rolling out the ability to take 360 degree photos in the, and this is the only one that's doing it at the moment, iOS app. So yeah, if you run Android, if you run Windows Phone, why are you still running Windows Phone? Um, then yeah, you're pretty much out of luck. So 
What it does is that, well, the way how you can do it is you open up the Facebook app on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever, and you click the 360 photo option from the top of your news feed where you update your status. You press the blue button and follow the path from the start to finish until you've taken a complete panorama. So pretty much going around like that. And then you select your preferred starting view within the photo. So if you wanted to start over here, for example, then you choose over there. And then it gets posted. You can use that kind of stuff for your... Thank you for following Jarrett uh, McNeil, 1230 for following. Um, yeah, you could use these same 360 video um, pictures, sorry, for <laughs> your cover photos and other things. Um, Xylus, thank you for following. Now, the next thing that is that's happening is that Facebook is going to be is ha well has confirmed that it's going to add subscriptions to instant articles. What this pretty much means is that you'll be able to subscribe to certain publications when you're reading their stories on Facebook's instant articles. Um, what that means is that you know. It, you're still going to be able to read these things, but you know if you want to subscribe and like help them out, pay costs because you know hosting websites aren't for free. But which is why all the webs has all these ads. But uh, yeah, this is a way to really help back. Thanks for following Hawkeye's Bay. Um, so it's a, it's a nice little way to help cut back on the need for ads on these websites. Thank you for following Sneezy Keegs. Getting a lot of follows today. Uh, so, next up we have Google. Google has actually acquired a company called AI Matter. Actually, it's a um, it's a company that's made a particular app called Fabi, which is a computer vision app. What this pretty much does is it allows you to take a photo, put it inside the app. And it will do photo and video segmentation, gender detection, hair color changes, denoising, whatever it is, and a bunch of other stuff. It's pretty much a neural network-based artificial intelligence platform. Um, yeah, that's a mouthful. But uh, there's a lot of other things like uh, Prisma, for example, that you also use neural networking to edit photos and videos. So it's... This is, seems to be the next thing that these companies are really going to be grabbing, such as Google, Facebook, well, yeah, Google, Facebook, Snapchat, so on and so forth. They're really aiming for these kind of things to try and keep their users and bring more users in. Just because of features, of course. Uh, next up, we actually found out that Google is pay paying Samsung $3.5 billion, and they're also paying Apple three billion dollars to be the default search engine on the respective devices which is kind of insane when it comes to samsung considering that you know they're running android so it should be default anyway but i guess that might be an antitrust issue so who knows but that's still <laughs> that's 6.5 million sorry billion dollars they're paying each year just to keep this going that's kind of insane now, next up, we actually have it where Google is going to be auto-playing videos in search results on Android. 
Yeah, you heard that right. So when you type in a search, let's say for funny cat videos, it's going to automatically start well playing these videos inside the search app. Now, thankfully, they won't have any sound to it, so it's just going to be like the actual video playing in the background by itself. But that's still not that nice if you're on a restrictive data package. Granted, it's only a preview, but that's still more than I think I'd personally prefer. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Following up with that, we also found that there's a new Android malware that can actually secretly steal your credit card data, calls, and texts. Now, apparently this malware has been out for about a year now. Um, it's called Fake Token and it replaces the user interface with a fake one, asking users to input their financial information, um, like your bank. And when, if let's say the bank asks the user to input a code sent by a text message, then it grabs the text message, reads that, puts it in. So it acts like if it's actually something that's legit. So it's, <laughs> it's really, really freaky when you really think about it. It was, it was found by a capper guy. Um, but it seems to be targeting Russian users for now. But uh, in other words, still be very, very careful going forward. Now, Google has also introduced something called Chrome Enterprise. Now, this is for a Chromebook persons and those who have Chromebooks in the enterprise space. What this pretty much means is that Google is going to be allowing businesses to who maybe don't have the full move over to the cloud. Um, they can keep, they can get a Chrome Enterprise license that supports Microsoft's Active Directory. It will give a centralized management of Chromebooks without the business needing 100% to be in Google Cloud. And it will allow businesses to centrally manage all of their devices through VMware Workspace ONE. The administrators will be able to build and deploy single applications to handle all of the virtualization needed for Chromebooks, including Android apps and virtual Windows environments. Not only that, you could, it also gives them the ability to uh, let administrators manage which Google Play applications and end users, so the, the regular person, can install in their Chromebook, as well as managing which Chrome extensions the user can install. So, in essence, then you have to remember, Chromebooks can now actually download a lot of Android apps. So, if the business doesn't want you downloading games, this is a means to do that. And it's fairly inexpensive considering that it's only $50 per device. Uh, thank you for following Ben Havolaris. Havolivers? Please correct me if I said that wrong. So, I'm finished with the Chromebook stuff. Now, we also found out that, well, I should start it off with Android Oreo was finally released during the Eclipse this week. Now, we found out several things about Oreo. Now, granted, we've been beta testing this for some time now, so it's not something that we're completely unaware of what the new uh, system has. But there are two things that really did kick off. One is when the actual, uh, well, the last releases happened to the Nexus and Pixel devices. We found out that, you know, it's causing some Bluetooth issues which is not really all that great. Now, it's Google is doing the right thing on this part because they 
are actually asking beta testers to submit information to try and figure out what the problems are. So if it's a car or auto, uh, thanks for following Nacha88. They're asking for year, make, model of your car, plus the issuance um, symptoms. If it's your headphones, yeah, it affects your headphones as well. Then they're asking for the brand of headphones and the issuance symptoms. And when, if it's just Bluetooth speakers, then it's the speaker brand and then the issue and symptoms. And, you know, people are starting to wonder, like, if they're going to that if they're going to hold back Oreo just for that. We also have to keep in mind that more than likely the Pixel device is going to be coming out with the most up to date version of Android, which generally would be like what they just released, which would be Oreo. So if they're going to hold it back for so long. It's, I don't really see that happening. They're going to work hard to get this ready for when the Pixel 2 is actually announced. So, yeah. Now, something that's a little odd, slightly creepy, is that Google is going to be starting to use, well, Google search is going to start using medical quizzes to help diagnose depression. Uh, so, here's, here's a little bit of news about it. Only apparently half of Americans who face depression get help for it. And Google is determined to increase that percentage of people who are getting help for it, not, you know, who are getting depressed. And as of that day, it's offering a medically validated anonymous screaming, screening questionnaire, screaming, wow, for clinical depression if you search for information on the condition. So if you're actually searching to say, am I clinically depressed, something along those lines, it'll bring up this medical questionnaire that you can actually answer. Now, it's not going to definitively indicate that you are clinically depressed, but it will give you useful information that you can take to a doctor. And importantly, the very presence of the questionnaire promises to raise awareness and promote treatment beyond what a fair information card would offer. And I read that from Engadget because they have the actually the best format for that particular issue. Um, but internet giants on a whole are actually working to try and get this uh, more available, help, get help more available for these persons. Next up, we actually have it that Gboard, the uh, Android and iOS based uh, Google keyboard, was now going to be supporting Bitmoji and stickers. That's right, Bitmoji's not going anywhere. It's Staying around. <sighs> Die. Okay. Next, next up, we have Genesis, which is a luxury auto maker, is now supporting and sorry, Google Assistant. So you can actually um, send commands to your car via Google Assistant. Turn on the lights, so on and so forth. Uh, and we also find it where Google is. Uh, mm, sorry. The second thing for Android was that Oreo, inside the teasers and the, the promotion, well, the posters and stuff like that, we're finding that Oreo is actually a female. Now, typically, Android has been, I guess you could say at this point, a male-based operating system. Seems a little odd to really say like that. But uh, considering that we've had a almost gender-neutral Oreo, well, gender-neutral Android OS, whenever they've brought something up, it seems a little odd that they're making this one so blatantly female. Um, 
I don't know if that's just me or not, but maybe the other ones were guys or like non-identified something. I don't know. It's 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 still a little weird to me. Uh, Google has also started from several reports saying that they're going to be making a Google Assistant powered headphones that are going to be Bluetooth based. Now this brings a little bit more oomph to the other report that we had that the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL were not going to be having the headphone jack which is a big letdown for a lot of Nexus and Pixel users who were hoping that you know Pixel would continue on with having a headphone jack and not go the way of Apple. But I mean there's still a chance it may not happen but it's looking like that might go down the drain. We're also seeing that Google and Walmart have teamed up to take on Amazon with voice assisted ordering. So much like how you can use Amazon Echo and Dot and whatnot to make your orders, Google is teaming up to use Google Home and you can make your orders and they'll go through to Walmart and whatnot. So it's, it's still really early days for voice shopping on a whole. But considering that we have a bunch of new entries into the market, it's not 100% surprising that, you know, this kind of stuff is happening. Following up with that, we actually have Amazon that is opening up its grocery delivery to Amazon business customers. So if you have an Amazon business account, which means that you probably have a company, then it allows you to get fast shipping discounts purchase approvals and now grocery delivery to your location this means that businesses can stock their employee break rooms with fresh goods like produce groceries and other items from local stores so this is also tying more than likely into the fact that amazon got the green light and will be uh owning whole foods come monday so that's pretty impressive when you think about it we're also finding that and we're moving on to roku now for a lot of the caribbean i would say and probably some parts of the rest of the world things such as android boxes are probably well known these are devices either using roku or thanks Rimamyung, Rimamyung for following um but yeah if you have one of these devices, chances are they're loaded with third-party channels, which give you apps, options to like watch different movies and uh, TV channels and whatnot that you probably should not be having access to. Now, because of this, we already covered the, you know that Mexico pretty much banned Roku from this, but apparently Roku itself is cracking down on these third-party channels. They're giving a message saying, you know. We don't support any illegal streams kind of thing. And uh, so you never know. The next step might actually be them starting to take down these third party channels that really start infringing on copyrights and stuff like that. Moving on to Apple now. Apple, there's been a bunch of new releases. There's uh, the iOS beta 7 came out. Uh, we found that the... Uh, we mentioned inside the previous episode last week that, you know, 
the beta came out and did not fix auto brightness. Actually, no, it uh, it had moved auto brightness and made it just a little bit harder to find. But um, yeah, they didn't fix it, so that looks like that's gonna stay the way it currently is inside the beta when it goes live. They're also saying that it's make iOS 11 will make it impossible for cops to force you to unlock your phone. And pretty much what they're talking about with this is that the new feature is activated by pressing the lock button five times in a row. Now, the lock button, of course, will be the power button. So when you do this, the phone enters an emergency mode that brings up a second screen with an SOS button that, if toggled, alerts your emergency contact to your location. What it also does, regardless of whether you tap the SOS button, is lock down your device and disable Touch ID until you can verify your identity with a passcode. So then we fall into that whole thing of, oh, I don't remember my password. So then it becomes of, oh, well, we have to, we have to actually use those methods really weird. Thank you, Matter of Law, for following. Um, that, you know, the FBI had to do, and it, it goes well above and beyond. I don't know if this is a good idea to do, especially when you're traveling, to, uh, especially since, you know, they can actually stop you from traveling if they can't get into your device or hold you for X period of time until you miss your flight. But um, it is an option now, at least. We're also finding that iOS 11 will be stripping Google AMP links from shared stories in Safari. So pretty much what this means is that uh, iOS 11 will transform Google AMP links back into their original forms when sharing a story from Safari. So some people will find that nice. Thanks for following Lost Pizza 494. Um, and some people won't, but the whole thing about it was that Google's fast loading app pages are typically seen as ideal for platform, well, mobile users, I should say, looking for a quick read, but publishers tend to loathe them because, well, they take away ads and they really streamline things that stop them from seeing other content and, you know, stuff like that. Uh... Typically, it also points users towards Google domains instead of the um, canonical links, and which limits publishers' opportunities to drive further engagement by keeping a user on their site, and hinders things like newsletter signups and subscription services that can be powerful monetization options for publishers. So, it does have a kind of bad twist to it. Now, we're going to be moving... Thank you for following Moko Umo. I think I got that one right. Oh. Okay. So we found that China, which has actually started up something pretty interesting. They actually have an online court system now. Uh, where it takes on some of the legal matters from the brick and mortar type of court cases. And takes it online. So what's happening with this is they actually had their very first case this past week. So it's it's kind of like a yay. Uh, the rest of the world's kind of seeing how they're going to be doing it to see maybe if they can. The other parts of the world can also do these online court systems. We also have WhatsApp 
both the web and desktop versions are now supporting the new status uh, feature, which allows you to, you know, put up pictures and videos and whatnot. And it's also taking in a new option that allows you to do colorful status updates, much like how Facebook currently has it. Uh, and you can like write on it using a pencil. Now, for some people, the pencil is disappearing and it's coming back. It depends on like which system. Me personally, I still have it on mine. A friend of mine, it, she doesn't have it on her Android anymore. And apparently, iPhone users just haven't had it. Period. Now, Twitch and Blizzard seem to be continuing their partnership toward by introducing Overwatch and Hearthstone Hero directories. What this pretty much allows Twitch users to do is say they want to watch a Overwatch or Hearthstone game, but they want to see the person who's playing Tracer or who's playing Priest. They can now actually segregate it to say, show me the persons who are playing Tracer if they're, playing, if they're on the Overwatch channel or show me the persons that are playing Priest and it will show them just the persons who are playing those classes, those heroes and then you can choose from the persons who are playing them. It's really interesting. Yeah, Aldrid, <laughs> it's kind of weird considering that, you know, iPhones typically get a lot of the things first when it comes to WhatsApp and Facebook. But um, I guess for this one, they want to give Android users the, the benefit. I'm not 100% sure what they're doing, especially since, you know, one person, one of my, the same friend I mentioned, she had it. And then it got taken away. So I don't know what's happening there. Next up, we actually have some bad news for SoundCloud because Sony has actually made remixes of its music legal. They actually went in and thanks for following Miss Schneider1095 for following. Um, right. They actually went in and actually went to somewhere that actually does remixes and is allowing them to, anytime a remix is put up on somewhere like Pandora or Spotify or Google Place, um, Google Music or uh, YouTube Music, I guess it's going to eventually become called, or maybe even Apple Pay, I'm sorry, not Apple Pay, uh, Apple Radio, that kind of stuff, they will then... This company will then get the funds from it and give it back to whoever the artist is or whatever, or in other words, Sony, and then they distribute it to the artist. Um, this really hits SoundCloud hard because a lot of illegal remixes were actually on SoundCloud and still are on SoundCloud. And that's pretty much where places went for that kind of stuff. Thanks for following Joni CCCV3 for following. Um, we also found that medium is going to be paying writers based on how many claps they get. Now I want to say the clap button is the replaced version of the recommend feature. It's a little heart button at the end of each article. And you can click on that as many times as you want, much like how Periscope lets you, uh, sent the, whoever's streaming a bunch of little hearts and stuff like that. And the site wants people to send authors claps to show how much they enjoy reading the art, each article. Now, they actually want these little claps to mean something, so they're going to be 
paying authors by dividing up every individual subscriber's fee between the different articles that they've read that month. But rather than doing an even division between articles, Medium will weight payments towards whichever articles a subscriber gives the most claps to. It's not exactly clear how much an individual clap tips the scale, but you can be sure that writers will be asking readers to click that button. That's from The Verge. Thanks for, fo thanks for following Dusty21Gaming. Now, that in itself causes a little bit of problem because typically with Medium, you don't really have marketing like that. Thanks for following Viva Lexray. Um, Medium is this platform that has generally been very bare bones and clear cut. It's a place where you go just for straight information, for articles, um, for doc, for, I can't really say documentaries, but I guess that's, that, that technically could be it. But, um, it's things like that. Things that are almost white paper kind of materials that have a different level of respect. I guess you can say they are very important and they don't always have to be, but that's typically a blog place that prides itself in giving quality work. With this coming into fact, thank you, New Nut the Kid. Sorry, New Nut the Kid. Um, this brings a whole nother element to it by pretty much having people need to market themselves. Thanks for following Hush32. And um, just the fact that it's it's only the most people getting it get the most. It's It's certainly weird. So if I only clap one person once clap another person twice the person who gets the two claps gets the majority of my five dollar per month fee it's it's a little weird and if i clap a bunch of different places you're barely seeing any money now there's also some really weird news that's happening with accuweather apparently accuweather has been reported that it's it actually might be tracking you without your permission. So it was st first stumbled on by Will Strafe, Strafach, something like that, a mobile security expert known for iOS hacking. Now, he works on finding vulnerabilities for iOS, so it's unclear exactly if the app itself pulled the stunt on Android users as well. But what's actually happened was, you know, this guy found it. He found that iOS, the iOS app is giving away three things. Your precise GPS coordinates, the name and BSSID of your Wi-Fi router. So that's pretty much what your router's name is. And along with the security number behind it, which helps the firm track your geolocation and whether you have Bluetooth on your iPhone turned on. Now he voiced this concern on Twitter and took the time to answer people's questions now thanks for following lolo uh 890 that's a nice little name um matchable i'm sorry thanks for following silent eggs accuweather and reveal media has sent a joint statement saying that despite stories to the contrary from sources not connected to the actual information Thanks for following Toxic Baby 03. Uh, 
If a user opts out of location tracking on Accuweather, then no GPS coordinates are calculated or passed without further opt-in permission from the user. Other data such as Wi-Fi network information that is not user information was for a short period available on the Reveal SDK. That's for developers. But was unused by Accuweather. In fact, Accuweather was unaware that the data was available to it. Accordingly, at no point was the data used by AccuWeather for any purpose. AccuWeather and Revealed Media are committed to following the standards, blah, 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 blah. To avoid any further misinterpretation, Reveal is updating its SDK and pushing out new versions of the SDK in the next 24 hours with the iOS update going live tonight. The end result should be that zero data is transmitted back to Reveal Mobile. Thanks for following Chappuccino. Um, when someone opts out of location sharing. In the meanwhile, AccuWeather has already disabled the SDK pending that update. Thanks for following on the jar. I may have said that one wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, on Gajar. Now, we're coming close to the end of this. Of course, we know that the Note 8 was launched yesterday, August 23rd, at around 11 a.m. EST. What you probably didn't know was that a company called Mizu also launched their Note device, the M8 Note, slightly ahead of that, if I remember correctly, 9 a.m. Now, Mizu's kind of done this kind of stunt before. The devices are on the OK tier not something to really write home about get it note right bad pun but uh going back to the samsung note 8 i have a few things to say one that presentation was one of the best and most beautiful presentations i think i've ever seen with a actually just to, to date period like not even just for mobile devices they used 3d projecting technology almost like i don't i think that's what it is but they made that beautiful like i recorded it on my phone from with it playing on my laptop showed us some friends just a little clip of it they thought it was a commercial but wow that was amazing moving on past that though there are some things that also came up um one they're really pushing dex x um or dex no just x now, Dex is a lot something as a dock that thank you for following Gale Force Rex allows you to plug your Notes and Galaxy 8 S8 um, device into this dock, and it connects to a monitor, and you can use your keyboard and mouse and use it like a laptop. And one of the things they did was they mentioned Vainglory, and they actually had it playing like on the background kind of thing, and this is almost seems like they're trying to push mobile gaming to become in a sense the new kind of desktop gaming because i also saw where they had twitch listed as one of the applications for that so that's a little interesting when you really think about it if that's going to become a thing uh with mobile devices where you find people playing putting um the connected to a galaxy device connecting it to a dex and uploading to twitch like that because of the Note 8 size, thank you for following Leo 99051257. Apparently, 
it's bigger than almost every other Samsung mobile phone device. I'm not counting tablets. And because of this, nor am I counting the, the grand the grand line. Those phones were huge. But um They're gonna make this required to because of the size, they're gonna have to get a new VR system. And that's that's simply because it can't fit into the old ones. And this is a problem that I've been noticing with their gear VR systems. Every update the phones don't fit inside the previous VR system. You're pretty much getting the same um, the same VR system, just where it fits this new phone. And if it's it's kind of annoying when you really think about it. So, there we found out that they're going to be releasing a smart speaker as well. So we've already got Apple announcing one. We've got Google. We've got Amazon. Uh, that's already four and I'm sure there's gonna be more popping up here and there but that's that's more than what we really need thank you for following Alex and Eric Berg now we also noticed that they brought out something kind of interesting with live message gifs or gifs however you want to pronounce it that's been a contested thing here on the show but um, what this does is you can take a picture and write on it. And so you can say hello or love you or whatever it is, or even draw on it. And it saves it as a GIF. You can then send that to wherever you want to send it, WhatsApp, Facebook, wherever. And it will actually show the picture and then show you actually writing on it as you go through and whatnot. So it's, it's kind of interesting. The other thing that we noticed was that the S Pen now translates information so let's say you and they showed it off in i believe it was portugal um where you hover the mouse over something in a different language and it'll convert it to another language for well to the language that you use for you and let's say something's in metrics and you use uh an imperial system then it converts it for, to you like that as well so you don't have to try and figure out like okay well how many meters is in the foot or how many feet are in a meter that kind of thing now we started all this off with facebook and birthdays and apparently we have a birthday that happened this week hashtags are now 10 years old do you feel old yet yeah hashtags started off on twitter and I've become a thing across a lot of different places from Instagram to uh, Facebook to Google Plus to well, a bunch of other social networks to Tumblr to yeah it, it pretty much is going all over the place and people are of course saying hashtag it's anyway not even getting into that we also have Hulu, which has now come up with live TV for Mac and PC users. Now, this is something that's kind of interesting because, well, we've already got uh, YouTube, well, Google trying to do the whole live TV thing as well. But they are having live TV and on-demand content available to users via its website. And it's going to be launching apparently it first launched live tv service in may users weren't however able to really watch in a browser and needed to use an apple tv iphone 
iPad or some other devices. Now, so what they've done is make it available for browsers. So if you use Internet Explorer 10 or above, Firefox 15, thank you for following Golden Foo, uh, a Macintosh at, um, OS 10.6 or above. Sorry, what am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, Safari 5 or above, Chrome or Edge. You can then start to watch these live TV things. Thanks for following Gustavo. Uh, 1731 I think that's it um, you need to be running Windows 7 or above sorry XP users and Macintosh uh, 10.6 or above then you just sign into your Hulu account hover over your account name in the top right corner it should give something that says watch Hulu with live TV beta you enable the location services for your browser and if you're not prompted to do so automatically, there's there there are how tos for how to do that in Safari, Chrome, and Internet Explorer. Whether this is going to be across the board for like different countries, that remains to be seen, though. Uh, we also have two more topics. One is that quantum communication, something that we kind of talked on a few episodes ago. Where China had, I believe it's China, had sent up different, it was either China or Korea, it's starting to bug me now, um, satellites into orbit and use quantum communications to send information up to the satellite and to somewhere else using an almost unha unhackable system. The reason why I say unhackable is because uh, what happens is that if someone were to try and hack it and view the contents of it it would change and not only would it change you would be you would see that something has changed in it so it disrupts the communication process and you, it gives you a prompt you know like something someone's done something they probably shouldn't have what they're doing now is they're doing something very similar but now using seawater so yeah they've gone from up above to down below and they're using seawater so it's uh, remember correctly it's China again that's doing this oh okay Lewis player DXD thank you for following um, so you've got this underwater quantum communications thing happening and so it's actually kind of interesting thank you Aldred it was China thanks for following Justin XG um, and so China's pretty much making a lot of headway with this and it's actually kind of surprising that no one else seems to be really going forward with this to that kind of level like yeah there's there's some little smaller ones happening within the United States and whatnot and granted you know quantum mechanics well quantum communication can only go so far and I think underwater it's only up to like three meters or something like that um, hold on now is it 300 meters let me check on that really quick. Uh, okay, yeah. So according to the team at Shanghai Jiao Tong, they'll be able to extend the range of communication from the three meters of water they experimented in to at least 900 meters. Holy crap. And they're saying that if quantum networking is the future of the internet, and many experts think it is, we're going to need to figure out how to overcome the limitations of space-based solutions and fiber optic cables here on earth so 
yeah that's that's pretty much what they're going for with this the internet may eventually become instead of cables running underneath the int and uh, under the sea like that we may be using these quantum communication devices that actually just send these little particles uh back and forth lastly we actually have rocket league now rocket league is coming to switch um it's, it was originally launched back in 2015 on windows pc and playstation 4 and eventually made its way into xbox one and it's actually a fairly popular kind of game where you <laughs> you crash your cars and try to make golds with huge soccer balls or like you know different stuff like that but um apparently rocket league when it comes to nintendo switch this holiday season it's going to be coming with three nintendo themed cars that will be only available on the switch now technically speaking mario nsr and luigi nsr are the same vehicle you know so you've got one that's red and blue and another one that's green and blue and they actually have like the m and the l um but whether or not you're playing as mario luigi is depending on your team color so you can't really pick it um before you well the team color that you select before the match orange players display a mario skin while white players uh white blue players show up as luigi for the metroid theme battle samus's gunship team color variations are modeled after different barrier suits from the series along with the different body designs both cars feature specialized boosts thanks for following torvald torvald mains um the Mario and Luigi NSR feature a superstar tri trail. Thanks for following Tonhas. Uh, while Samus's gunship uses a wave beam. Other Nintendo items will be including <laughs> Mario and Luigi hats. Now, so right out of the gate, we're getting all previous game modes as well for the Nintendo Switch. And features found in other versions of the game. This includes later additions such as hockey, drop shot, and additional rotating modes. Also supports cross-network play, but the systems have yet to be announced. So, we may find that the Switch will be able to connect to PC players, PS4 players, Xbox One players. All of them, a few of them, we may find out. Other unique features from the design of the Nintendo Switch is the uh being able to play rocket league on the go well provided you have wi-fi users can use this to get the same console experience without being tethered to their living room additionally local wireless multiplayers allow switch owners to circle around each other to play without using dedicated wi-fi so yes if you're around a bunch of other switch players and you have no wi-fi around you you can still play matches with one another uh so, as I said earlier, it's coming out holiday season this year. That means you'll have plenty of time to play with your friends during the holiday break. We still have a actual release date, though. But that's it for this week's episode of Tech Talk Live. Again, I am your host, Michael Armagon. The next show that we have is Esports Wrap. That is on Tuesday. Thanks for following Lo Whoa. Loki. Loki, 
Lokesi821. I'm going to say that's the name. And thanks for following Mad Strainata. Uh, so, yeah, the next show, Tuesday, Esports Wrap from 6 30 p.m., where we go over different topics about esports. And of course, this show happens again next week on Thursday, 6 30 p.m. Both of the times are Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be covering, of course, the next upcoming week in technology news. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.